Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In last week's podcast on Parshas Achremois, we discussed a little bit the psukim of Arayas, the psukim which tell us that there are a whole list of relations that are forbidden between men and women, different uh, close relatives who may not marry or have relations. In this week's Parsha, we find that this entire Parsha, this entire list of the Arayas, is repeated. We read here in in Perek Chof, Pasuk Aleph and Beis, Fayyadabar Hashem al Moshe Lemor, and Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, The El Bene Yisrael Taimar, to the Bene Yisrael you shall say, and then it begins to, to delineate all of the different Arayas, the same ones that were listed in Parshas Achremois. Rashi uh, addresses this question, why the Arayas are here repeated. And he says, just a, just three words, Onishin al Hazarois. He says that here the Torah is telling us the Onshin, the punishments that will befall people who transgress the Azharois, the warnings that were given in Parshas Achremois. In other words, in Parshas Achremois, the Torah warned us and said, do not have relations with your sister, do not have relations with your son's wife, and so on and so forth, all of the different arayas. But it did not tell us what is the punishment, except in a general way it said at the end that there, any person who does these is high of chorus. However, here in Parshas Kedoshim, the Torah is coming to tell us the Einshin, because if we go through this section of Psukim, we will see that, for example, it says that a person who commits adultery with another man's wife, Mos Yumas, Hano Eifa, Hano Ofes, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall be put to death, which Rashi says would mean the death of Chenek by strangulation. In other words, there is a punishment which is administered by the earthly based din. And, for example, it says that if a person would, will lie with his uh, father's wife, so then, the Pasuk says, Mos yumsu shnehem demehem bum, the two of them will be put to death, their blood is upon them, meaning it's their fault. The, the responsibility for their blood is their own, etc. Each one of the uh, Arias that is listed here in Parshas Kedoshim, the Torah tells us what is the specific oinish, the specific punishment that is to be administered by the base den. And therefore, on the simplest level, the very correct level, that is the difference between these two, these two Parshias. Parshas Achremois warns us what we are not supposed to do, and Parshas Kedoshim tells us what are the punishments if one transgresses? In order to continue our discussion of this Pasuk and this Rashi, we need to make the following 
preface. There are many questions that one can ask on Rashi which are obvious. I mean in the sense that any person who reads the Rashi and who is reasonably intelligent and thinks in a reasonably logical, straightforward manner, any such person will think of the question of the difficulty that must be addressed in that Rashi comment. There are other questions, however, which someone who has not spent a fair amount of time studying Rashi would not even think to ask. There are many, many klolim, many general principles that later commentators have pointed out that Rashi must have used to guide him in writing his commentary. One of these klolim, which is discussed by the later commentators, regards the Dibur HaMaschil. These are the words that are usually printed in bold print nowadays. These are the words from the Pusik that Rashi comments on. At the beginning of every Rashi comment, you will always find a few words that Rashi has copied from the Pusik, and those are the words that his commentary focuses on. The later commentaries point out, and anyone who has spent some time studying Rashi will find this for himself, that Rashi is very precise in choosing his Dibur HaMaschil, in choosing those words in the Pusik that he wants to comment on. It is clear that Rashi copies in his Dibur HaMaschil exactly and only the words that he is coming to explain or the words from which he is coming to remove some difficulty. And therefore, it is always necessary to take a look at Rashi's Dibur HaMaschil. Now here, we might have expected that Rashi would comment on the first instance of a repetition of something that was in Parshas Achremois and is now being repeated in Parshas Kedoshim, because that seems to be what his question is. His question is, why are the same prohibitions being repeated? And his answer is going to be, well, in Parshas Achremois, the prohibitions were only stated we were only warned not to do these things. But here in Parshish Kedoshim, the Torah is coming to tell us what is the punishment if we do chas transgress. So it would seem that Rashi should start with the first instance of repetition. In this case, it happens to be a prohibition which actually is not one of the Arayas, but both in Achreimais and Kedoshim, it is listed together with the Achreimais. And that is the prohibition of the Moilech. The Pasuk here says, Pasuk base, Ve'el B'nei Yisrael Taimar, to the B'nei Yisrael say, Ish Ish Mi B'nei Yisrael, any person from the children of Israel, Amen Agar, Ger Hagar Yisrael, or from a convert who lives amongst the amongst Yisrael, Asher Yitain Mizaroi Lamoilech, who will give his, from his seed, he will give from his children to the idolatry known as Moilech, which involved giving over one's child to the priests of this idolatry and to have the child run through uh, two fires. So any person who does that, most you must, uh, that person shall be put to death, etc. This is the first uh, instance of a repetition between Parshas Achremois and Parshas Kedoshim because that prohibition was also stated in the Parsha of Arias in Parshas Achremois. So it would seem that Rashi's Dibur Hamaskil 
should be one of the words about the Moilech over here. But if we take a look at Rashi, here in Parshas Kedoshim, we don't find that. What is Rashi's Dibur HaMaschil for the comment that we have been discussing? The El B'nai Yisrael Taimar. To the B'nai Yisrael you shall speak. Now that's puzzling. What did Rashi find difficult about those words? To the B'nai Yisrael you shall speak. In and of, its, in and of themselves, those words are innocuous. Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to speak. About what? We don't know yet until we read the end of the Pesach. So why does Rashi uh, put that, make that into his Dibur HaMaskil, as if there's something difficult about those words that, re- that require commentary? One of the most important Torah commentaries of the 20th, 20th century is the great Meshech Chachma, written by Rabbi Meir Simcha HaKoyen from the city of Devinsk. And Rabbi Meir Simcha, Zechrena Levracha, addresses this Pasek that we are discussing. It's a little hard to tell from his terse words whether he is directly addressing Rashi or perhaps he is just explaining the Pasek in his own unique way. But in fact, what he says works for Rashi also. So let us uh, look a little bit at what the Meshachachma says. He points out that the entire beginning of Parshas Kedoshim was said Bahakel. The first, it says in the beginning of Parshas Kedoshim, V'yadaber Hashem el Moshe Lemor, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael, speak to the entire congregation of the children of Israel, v'yamarta alehem, and say to them, Kedoshim tiyu, you shall be holy, etc. The Rashi comments there on the words, Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael, speak to the entire congregation of the b'nei Yisrael, says Rashi, Malamed shenemre parsha zoi bahakel. This teaches us that this parsha was said Bahakel. It was said to a to the entire congregation. Mipnei Shareiv Gufei Torah Tzluyin Ba, because most of the Gufei Torah, most of the most important mitzvahs of the Torah, are dependent or are stated in this parsha. So the whole beginning section of Parshas Kedoshim is addressed to the men, to the women, together. Bahakel. Here. The Meshechachma points out, Hashem begins now to speak only to the men, as it says, "Va'el b'nei Yisrael toymar." To the b'nei Yisrael, you will say that if a person does this uh, form of arayas, he gets this punishment, and if a person does a different form of arayas, he gets a different punishment, and so on. Here, Hashem is speaking only to the men. The Meshechachma says or at least we can deduce from his words, that that really is the question that Rashi is addressing. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu speak the whole first part of Parshish Kedoshim to men and women together? But now, when he begins to talk about the Arayas, he speaks only to the men. By the way, we should mention that the sin of Arias is, is equally a sin for both the man and the wom- woman who participate in it. Rashi says that already back in Parshas Achremos. So that cannot be the answer. Again, the question is, why here do, does the addressee of the, 
of this speech, of Moshe Rabbeinu's talk, why does it change from being previously men and women together, and now it changes, Yisrael Taimar, Hashem begins to speak only to the men. So, Rashi answers. In Parshas Achremois, the subject was Azhores. The subject was warning B'nai Yisrael not to do certain things. And as far as that goes, women are warned just like men. They also are forbidden to engage in these activities. But here, we are discussing, we are discussing Oinshim. We are discussing punishments, and we are talking about the administration of capital punishment on those who, quote-unquote, qualify for it. When the Pusik says, Mois you must, a person who does this and that uh, form of Arias, shall be put to death. Who puts the person to death? It does not mean Bideshemayim. It doesn't mean that, the, that Hashem will kill that person. It means the Beis Din, the earthly Jewish court, must put this person to death. Says the Meshechachma, the halacha is that women do not serve on a base den. We'll talk perhaps later what's the source for that and what might be the reason for that, but it's a fact in halacha that women do not serve on a base den. And therefore, that explains why over here in Parshas Kedoshim, Moshe doesn't speak to the women. He's speaking to the men because the men serve on the base din, which will administer these punishments if necessary. The women don't have that mitzvah. They're not going to serve on the base din that will administer these punishments. And therefore, that's how the Meshechachme explains this Rashi. The El B'nai Yisrael Toimar, that was Rashi's question. Why are you only speaking to the men, to the sons of Israel, here in Parshish Kedoshim? So he says, Oinshin Al-Hoaz here Hashem, Mihir Moshe Rabbeinu, is coming to tell them about the punishments that must be administered by the Beis Din for those who transgress these prohibitions of Arayos, and those punishments are only administered by men because only men serve on the Beis Din. A similar but somewhat different approach is offered in another Sefer, a Sefer which is much less well-known than the Meshechachma. There is a sefer called Midayek Harashi. Rashi uh, speaks with precision, is a rough translation of the title. This sefer was written by one Yisrael Menachem Mendel Gutfreund. It was published in 1938 in Warsaw, a, a, uh, a fraught moment in Jewish history. Uh, it includes at the beginning a haskama from the from the Rav who was considered to be perhaps the greatest of the Torah giants in Poland at that time, Harav Menachem Zemba, Zechreinu Devracha. This Sefer Medayek Harashi says that, also says that Rashi was troubled by this phrase, Ve'el B'nei Yisrael, which seems to indicate that there is some new topic beginning. Up until now, Hashem was also talking to B'nai Yisrael. So the question is, why does the Pasuk now use this phrase, and to B'nai Yisrael you shall say? The answer 
says the Sefer HaMedayi Karashi is that until now, Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking Bahakel, starting from the beginning of Parashas Kedoshim, Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to all Jews, men and women. But now, the topic is Onshim, as Rashi says, in in, in Achreimois, Hashem, uh, Moshe was telling us what is forbidden, and here, in this parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling us what are the punishments, and therefore, says this Sefer Medayek HaRashi, therefore over here, women were not addressed, because to women, you don't talk about Onshem. What's the source of that? If we go back to Parshas Yisrei, in the preface to, to the giving of the Torah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Meishu Rabbeinu the following, So you will say to the house of Yaakov, And so you will tell to the Bnei Yisrael. And Rashi very famously discusses why at first Meishu Rabbeinu is supposed to speak to the base Yaakov, and then, secondly, he's supposed to speak to the Bnei Yisrael. These are apparently the same entities, so why are they referred to with two different terms? And also, why is the manner of speech different for each one? For the base Yaakov, Moshe Rabbeinu is instructed, Toimar, you shall say. To the Bnei Yisrael, he is instructed, Visaged, you will tell. So Rashi very famously says, Leves Yaakov, the words Beis Yaakov refer to the women. And Toymar Lahen Beloshin Raka. You should say to them that Hashem is coming to give us the Torah, Beloshin Raka. You should present to them the Torah in a soft kind of language, in a more gentle form of address. Visaged Levnei Yisrael. You will tell the men of Israel, Onshem Vidikdukim, the punishments and the dikdukim, all of the minutia of mitzvah performance, piresh lischorim, that Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to explain it to the men. Dvorim hakoshin kegiden. These are things that are hard like sinews. Rashi interprets the word visaged to mean you should speak in a way that's hard like gidim, that's hard like sinews. This is a tougher form of speech, and it's a tougher topic. It's the topic of what happens when a person transgresses the mitzvahs, and it's not so pleasant what, what might happen, chas v'sholem. We see from here, explains the Medayek Rashi. I'm adding a little bit to his words, but the point seems to be that women are not motivated so much by talk of punishments, but rather by Dvorim Rakim. To men, we can convince men to accept the Torah and the importance of the Torah by telling them how terrible the Einish can be if they don't accept the Torah and if they don't keep the Torah. Women are not so excited by that kind of talk. That doesn't speak to their, to their soul the way it speaks to the man's soul. Women are more motivated by Dvorim Rakim, perhaps by the beauty of the life that the Torah prescribes for us, the good relations um, among a family that observance of the Torah law fosters, etc. So therefore, 
in in Hashem's preface in his run-up to Matan Torah, he told Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the men the Einshim, tell them about the punishments, but he said to the women, you speak in a different fashion in order to to appeal to them, in order to 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 speak in such a way that they will take to what is being said. And therefore, this is how the Sefer Medayeka Rashi understands this Rashi that we have been discussing. The El B'nai Yisrael Taimar. Rashi's question is, why does the Pasuk seem to start anew over here and say, to the B'nai Yisrael, to the B'nai Yisrael you shall say, we've been talking to the Jewish people all along. But Rashi answers, Oinshin al Azharus. Over here, the Torah is coming to give the punishments for Arayas, and therefore, in fact, the audience changes, whereas previously the audience was men and women together, because as far as telling people what they are not allowed to do, we have to tell the women also. They're, they're also not allowed to do these things. But now that we're, now that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to tell us the Oinshim, that is something for the men only. The El Bnei Yisrael Taimar. We mentioned before the halacha that women do not serve on Beis Din. The source for this uh, is discussed by a Toisvis in Besech Nida Daf Nun. Dibra Maskel Kola Kasher Ladun Kasher Lahoyed. Toisvis quotes the Talmud Yerushalmi that says that either it comes from a Pasek a Pasuk regarding a case in Beis Din, it says the two men shall stand, or it comes from another Pasuk that says Vayisharu Shnei Anoshim was choosing men, was choosing people to serve on Sanhedrin, and um, those who were chosen were going to merit to prophecy, and they were supposed to come stand near Moshe Rabbeinu, there were two people who remained behind in the camp. It says, Vayisharu Shnei Anoshim. And again, two men remained in the camp. So either way, uh, this halacha, that women do not serve on the base din, it's what we would call a gzeras This is a decree of the Torah. And that's the halacha, whether we understand it or not. But perhaps... Based on what we have just said, we could understand it a little bit. One of the primary functions of a base din, whether we like to think about this or not, but one of its primary functions is to punish. Sometimes a person has committed a capital crime, and it is the responsibility of base din to investigate and to listen to the witnesses and to take every care to try to find that perhaps the accused is actually innocent. But in the end, it is the responsibility of the base din to administer capital punishment if the person is truly found to be guilty. Sometimes a person has done a crime has done an Avera, for which the punishment is makais, is 39 lashes. And again, Bastin must investigate it very carefully. They must make every effort to make sure to see that perhaps the accused really is innocent. But in the end, that is their responsibility to mete out the punishment. Even in monetary cases, where it's a case of does Reuven owe Shimon $1,000 or not, Although, again, 
uh, every effort is made uh, to find a compromise, and every effort is made to perhaps find out that, that Reuven really does not owe Shimon the money. But in the end, if the truth is that Reuven must pay to Shimon $1,000, well, that's what he has to do. He has to suffer that consequence. And when Bastin comes to their decision, they cannot, they cannot and may not take into consideration some of the, I'll call them the social consequences. For example, if a person has been accused of a capital crime and the person has been found guilty of that capital crime and therefore Bastin has to administer the death penalty to this person, they are not permitted to say, well, but how can we kill him? He has a wife, he has children, he has business partners, he has friends. No. Bastin has to be tough and if all of the halachic requirements have been met, that person must be punished. And the same thing goes in monetary matters. Perhaps there is a poor man who is the the uh, who is being accused. He is there is a claim against him that he owes a large sum of money. The Bastin is not allowed to simply rule that he's putter and then perhaps uh, pay off the debt themselves. If the facts of the case indicate that this poor man owes the money, then that's what they have to rule. Uh, the community perhaps uh, has to help this person with stucca, but the ruling in Bastin has to be based on the facts without any social consideration, so to speak. And it could be, perhaps, that's why women are putter and are not supposed to serve on a base den. Because as we said before, based on the Pasuk in Parshas Yisroi, the female neshama does not, does not, mm, is not affected so much, does not jibe so much with this whole idea of unshim. When a Kodesh Baruch Hu came to give the Torah, to the women, he didn't. He didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu to speak about the unshim. That's not their language. That quote-unquote cold-hearted approach to the fact is not the approach of the woman. The woman has been endowed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu with a different way of looking at things, a very important way of looking at things, of looking at relationships and looking at where is the kindness in the situation, and that is extremely important. Human society could not exist without that outlook that the women have. But it is not the outlook that is that is necessary and that is appropriate for someone serving on a base din. So perhaps, uh, although this is Xeris Akosiv, this is a decree of the Torah, but perhaps in light of what we have spoken about in this podcast, perhaps we can understand it a little bit why women do not serve on a base din. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagain be more.